that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ask with Scott Innes, radio guy and voice guy, the voice of Scooby-Doo amongst a whole bunch of other voices. And basically what we're going to do is visit. Because just like last night when I did a Benny Grunch rerun, there's just too much grief and nonsense and hatred out there. So we're just going to laugh for half an hour with Scott Ennis here on the Spudcast right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. It's summertime, summertime, sun, sun, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Okay, so uh, uh, talking to Scott Ennis, my buddy, uh, for those of you who don't know, he does the voice of Scooby-Doo, but he also does a bunch of other stuff, and uh, I've done one movie with him, fixing to do another one, and uh, right before we went on the air, he was telling me this little story about uh, watching watching the movies last night, man, so... Well, I can't get on, you know, it's funny, because, which, by the way, thank you very much for the nice introduction, uh... So I can't get away from your ass. I don't know what it is, but everywhere I go, I'm watching TV. Just, I mean, it can be 3 a.m. in the morning. It can be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm flipping through the channels, and it's always spud sightings. It's like, there's spud right there. Hey, that, that it, I, oh, this is filmed in New Orleans. Spud's got to be in it. Oh, there he is. And it's like, it, it, you know, so the other night, I was talking to my wife about this new movie that I'm working on, and, and uh, you know, and I and she says, well, uh, do you have Spud apart in there? Because I like Spud. I said, oh, no, no, we got Spud. He's going to play a, a corner in there and everything. She goes, oh, nice. Literally 30 seconds after I said, we're watching this this movie, and you and your wife pop up, like, like bam, right on the 75-inch TV. I'm like, there he is, speaking of the devil. With a bad wig on and a knit cap. Yes. What was that movie? Yeah, that that was... was called Instant Family. We shot that yes. with Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, and Rose Byrne. Both of them incredibly nice people. Uh, but we how actually... many mo- how many movies? How many movies have you and your wife done together? Like or been in together? 
Well, we were both in deja vu, but not together. Right, right. Uh, yeah, she, I think she this was, is uh, that's the only. Well, we've done several movies. We were both in. Uh, we were both in Jonah Hex, but not together. This right. is the only film I think we've ever actually done together. You know. And Jonah Hex isn't that the one where you uh, where it starts on your boots and kind of pans up? You're yeah. standing there. Yeah. yeah. I get shot. Yeah. And, and the house yeah. burns down. Maureen was in the train that blew up in the beginning. Okay. She played the mother of the little boy, which they cast this little boy, and it's like, uh, my son is that age. He could have played the boy. He looks just like yeah. him, you know? Yeah. Anyway. How yeah, you that been, was funny, because that's, that, that's one of the movies that I, I actually I caught at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm watching that, and it's a Western, and I went, oh, I know this movie was shot in, in you know, in Louisiana. Oh, I said, God. I'm, I said, I'm going to look for Spud. That, that train was on the side tracks over there outside of Raceland by that big sugar cane uh, factory where they had the huge yeah. piles of bag ass that in the summertime it smells like vomit. Yeah. And the uh, the scene that I was in was at that, uh, it was at that gravel quarry north of Folsom. Right. And, bro, let me tell you, it was so hot. The heat index was like 115, and wow. so we're out there. I'm in. I'm in wool. I'm in big wool trousers, a big wool coat, a leather vest over a cotton shirt, uh, leather boots up to my knees, a hat, a gun belt, and when they kill, when when Jonah Hex shoots us all, and we all fall down. We're on a, a porch that was constructed out of creosote railroad ties. Oh God, dude! It was so. And then the the big goober thing was that he's supposed to shoot me. I sit up and he shoots me, and I fall back. Well, he's supposed to shoot like a a lamp, you know, and set a little fire. Well, they went a little cuckoo, and they didn't realize how fast creosote catches on fire. So the whole building starts. <laughs> the whole building starts burning. So they hurry up and they throw cameras in a pickup truck and they have him ride out so they can catch this shot of the town burning in the background, right? Well, right. while the town is burning, the building that was next to the hotel that we're in, it was this church, well, it starts to burn. Well, guess oh what? God. All the camera equipment and all of the stuntmen stuff is in that church. And the stuntmen, <laughs> the stuntmen are running in and out of there to save the camera equipment. They lost all their stunt gear. But they saved all the Panasonic stuff, you know? That's great. So there you go. That's that's my one. And sweated your ass off. Jesus Christ, it was like you jumped in the river. You were so wet. You know? I can see the director going, don't get in the shot of the camera. Just, just <laughs> right. save hey, the camera, but don't get in. You can run into the church, just put on a cowboy hat. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. Yeah, it was miserable. That was a miserable shoot. Hey, I man, mean, just I the costume in, uh, fittings were miserable in that shoot. What was the one that you did, too, with, uh, oh, down in New Orleans, where it was the it was the period with the slaves in the back of the deal? What was that? I mean, when well, they did I did, that uh, I did uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. I played the yeah. owner. Yeah. I played, like, a, the owner of one who, who comes all the way down from Virginia it was yeah. this, this guy that Chuitl Ojafor had made a deal with, and they were going to make a break for it. And then yeah. I'm the owner. I show up. And yeah. I went back to work at the radio station, and all the black chicks are over there going, man, I can't believe you do. I'm going, hey, hey, I'm playing a part in a movie. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't That's even That's what porn. people don't, you know, see, I, 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 I was cast once to do a, a part where I had to, you know, use some different language. And, and I actually opted out of it. I just didn't feel like I could do it. And, and it was like. It wasn't that big of a part. It wasn't a you know career breaker. So I said, you know what? 
I, that's going to end up in like clips on the internet. I'm just not doing that. I'm just, you know, well, um, I mean, uh, the way I look at it though, is like, I'm, I'm an actor playing a part. Right. You know? And I listen, mean, I knew that too, but I it's played, like, you know, I played crooked cops. I got cast in a movie called stagger wing with, uh, Woody Harrelson and, uh, Bonnie Bedelia and, uh, 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 uh David Stathern and, uh, you remember Bull Durham? Yeah. You remember that little blonde chick that hung out with Susan Sarandon? Right. I was going to get to rape her in a pickup truck, and then Woody Harrelson was going to cut me in half with a double-barrel 12-gauge. I'm going, this is the role for me, man. This is it. <laughs> it was directed by Hal Holbrook, and oh, it was like God. I was doing the Kingfish in the French Quarter, and my agent right. calls me up. She goes, they want you to go up to, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and read for this movie. So I zoomed out. I flew out of New Orleans first thing in the morning, took a puddle jumper and sang La Bamba all the way to Fayetteville, get out, audition with with, uh, with uh, Hal Holbrook, meet the whole cast. Um, and then, you know, as I'm leaving, he goes, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. And then I'm about to get into the van, and uh, this guy comes running up. He goes, uh, Mr. Holbrook said to get, make sure you got a script. I said, well, that means I got the gig. So I get get back, do the Kingfish that night. We were at the uh, the Toulouse Theater. It's now One-Eyed Jacks. And uh, the next morning called up, yeah, you got the part. And about an hour and a half later, they called back and said, the main money man backed out and there ain't no more movie. I went, damn, man. I was I was rehearsing that rape scene already. Damn. damn. Was that, does that make me a rapist? No. makes no. me an actor playing a part. So. But I'll tell you what, tell everybody, but you had a unique story you were telling me once about when you went up to do the uh, part in um, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And you put in them false teeth you just brought from the house, and the guy loved it. And yeah, it wasn't even in the script. I, uh, that's how they ended up in there. I had, uh, okay, I read for the movie. I had done Miller's Crossing with them. And I read, I read for Oh Brother, and I read actually for the role of the guy running for governor, the guy who had that little midget with the broom. Right. And, uh, okay. So I read for that part, and I was in there thirty minutes doing scenes with them, and I had them rolling. And those guys, those guys are really like, they got dry senses of humor, you know. So yeah. for you to get them to to like laugh and like slap their knees and say it was pretty good. So they said, look, oh man, you know, we're gonna have to think hard about this one. So they went outside, and I, they kept me waiting like forty minutes. And uh, when they finally came out, they said, look. You look too much like John Goodman. We can't give you this part, but we're going to give you something. It's going to be little, but it's going to be memorable. Well, so they call me up, and here's my one. Stay out to Woolsworth. So I show up, and I, a, a friend of mine in Thibodeau, a dentist, had made me these buck teeth. I had to, I had to get a crown, and while, I was, while he was measuring, you know, doing that alginate, he, uh, he took a, a thing of my front teeth, and he made me these buck teeth, which I just had. Well, I just brought him to the set as a goof, and I showed him to Ethan Cohen, and uh, he went, oh, man, I wait, let's go show him to Joel. Let's so we go over and show it to Joel, and I mean, and everybody's eating, you know, and so I'm putting these things in, and Joel's going, bring, bring, bring him to the set, man, you know, just, we'll see him at, at the set. So I go to the set, I put the teeth in, they love them, so we rehearse a little bit, you know, because I got a stunt man, so I really, one rehearsal with the stunt man, and then it's, okay, here we go, rolling, I put the teeth in. I throw the stunt man out. Stay out to Woolsworth. Cut. Joel comes over. He goes, uh, it's Woolworths. 
And I went, well, yeah, I know that, but, I mean, we always call it the Woolsworth. I grew up down here, and we always said Woolsworth, but I, yeah, I'm glad to be here, bro. I'll say whatever you want. But Clooney and Ethan are sitting on the curb right outside the camera view going, Woolsworth. <laughs> so the next thing I know, Clooney is on The Tonight Show plugging the movie, and they play that scene and say Woolsworth, and they come back to him, and he goes, oh, I love that guy. Don't you love that guy? So, yeah. anyway, yeah, so goofy buck teeth. I just, I, I brought him as a goof and he ended up in the movie. So, how, what can I say? And that's, hey, weren't you in an interview with a vampire, too? Did you have yeah, a part in that? At all? That wasn't my voice, but that was me at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Neil Jordan. There was, you know, there's a lot of, lot of friction on that set because they, all the keys, and for those of you who don't know what that, the keys are like the director, the director, the director of photography, the 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 key grip who, right. who does all the lighting, all the gaffers, all that kind of stuff. So all the keys came from England. Everybody else came from America. And what did Winston Churchill weigh? Uh, separated by a common language. Basically, they had their nomenclature, their slang terms. We had ours. And there was just constant strife on the set. Because nobody understood each other because they used different slang terms. So Jordan was PO'd the whole time. And uh, anyway, I, you know, we get to my scene. I'm doing the exact same thing I did in my audition. I know how to do a Cajun dialect because my mama was Cajun and my uncle next door was Cajun. And I lived in Thibodeau and I know how to be a Cajun and I'm doing a Cajun dialect. And he gets pissed off at me. Brad Pitt just goes, don't worry about it. He's pissed off about everything. Don't worry about it. I'm going, hey, I'll do whatever you want, but you got to tell me. I ain't Kreskin. So anyway, yeah, I, I did the interview, but when you see it, that is not my voice. Somebody else will look. Right. Anyway, I'm well, over time already. Wait, I'm over time already. So when we uh, get back, we're gonna talk more about Scott Ennis because what we're talking about is just there's so I much. I love interviewing you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but there's just so much grief and BS out there. It's just kind of nice you're, to talk about. You're my about hero. This. You're my hero. Though. No, bro, you're Ruby Roo, man. My, uh, yeah, my, well. my kids, every time they see you, they go, "Oh my god!" And they're like, you know, in their twenties now. Back so this is, right. this is where the guy would go, stay with us. We'll be back with Scott Innes, the voice of Scooby-Doo, next on the Spud McConnell Show. Wow. You sound like, like McCann. All right. Yeah. Back with more right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. 
or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. And we're back. Uh, now it's my turn to interview Scott Ennis here on the Spikecast Podcast, talking on my ask. I did one movie with him. He's got, you know what? I mean, y'all don't realize all the different things that Scott Ennis does now, besides, you know, the voice of Scooby-Doo. He's made a couple of films. He's going to shoot another one in September that I'm going to be in. Uh, but he also, like, produces magazines and, and you know, uh, publishes magazines. And I don't know. I'll do anything that makes a buck. Well, it's sort of being a hooker, you know. I don't know. Yeah, well, that, yeah. well I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. A minstrel gigolo. I'll play the guitar while you do it. Except yeah, I can't play the guitar. So what's <laughs> so so so? Uh, well, first off, how did you even get the gig of Scooby Doo? Well, you know, I mean, I've always done voices all my life. So uh, you know, growing up in radio at a young age and doing crazy voices in school, and you know, everything links to to something in life. That's why I always tell kids. I said, you know. Uh, do something, do it good, and if you know, and it, it'll link to something else. It's like I told my son. I said, you know, uh, I call it the, you know, how they got the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I yeah. mean, I call it just the seven degrees of life. So if you get out there, and let's say you're a kid, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mow grass for a living, and um, all right, so you're out mowing grass, and then um, uh, you're real good at it. So then you become the talk of the town. You want a kid that mows grass good, you get that kid. He's really good. So then all of a sudden the big wigs are calling you because they need somebody that can mow grass great. And then you find yourself mowing the grass for the governor or the mayor. Then the mayor says, hey, you know what? Uh, I want you to introduce yourself. Tommy Lasorda is here from the uh, – oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love how you mowed this grass. You never know. You may be out in L.A. mowing Tommy Lasorda's grass, and then you find yourself on the mound at a Dodgers game. Crazy stuff happens in life, and I always tell people don't ever think that you're too good to do something i tell people when they ask me what I, what do i do for a living i tell them what do i don't do for a living yeah. i said right now i mean i'll come wash your car if it pays good i'm not stupid you know i mean i'm i need a buck but you know back to the how i got the part of scooby-doo is i uh i it was in radio and uh, i became friends with uh started doing interviews kind of like you're doing with me here and i do with you you know it's just you interview and talking and I said, you know what? I want to do. Uh, I want to interview my hero, Don Messick, who does the voice of Scooby and a bunch of other characters for Hanna Barbera. So I interviewed him, and uh, he was like, "Boy, you you can do that voice pretty good." He used to tease me. He said, "Don't let uh, the folks at Hanna Barbera know you do that voice, or they'll fire me." So you know, it was always a fun little thing. And, and yeah. every market that I would go to and do the voice of Scooby in, I would always have him as my inaugural interview. It was always great. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but Dawes Butler and uh, Don Messick were the two main voice guys for Hanna-Barbera. So where Dawes Butler would do Yogi Bear and Living Jolly Stone, you'd have uh, Boo Boo Bear would be done by Don Messick and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, vice versa. So uh, I learned to do the voices by listening to my heroes. And so flash ahead all these years later, I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I just got blown out at... Uh, uh, cat country tiger country from guarantee broadcasting great people but they blew me out and i went to work for wink wynk and i was over there and i did an afternoon show and i called it cartoons which i'd already been doing previously throughout my career and um uh, a listener kept hackling me i'd done a little parody to the country song Sh uh, shagging on the boulevard it was an alabama song yeah, and it was, yeah you to be dancing shagging on the boulevard and i called it shaggy on the boulevard <laughs> So I did a little parody of that, and this guy kept calling me, and he said, dude, you should call Hanna-Barbera and play him that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call and get a, a big cease and desist letter. 
So I let it play its course out. Long story short, uh, I on the last day, a guy calls me. He says, I'm telling you, you need to call Hanna-Barbera. So I did. And Bodie Chandler answers the phone at Hanna-Barbera out there. And he says, do they know you do that voice that good out here? And I said, well, I, I, probably not. I mean, I... And he says, well, you know they're casting for a new Scooby-Doo movie, huh? And he goes, and you know, the funny thing about it is, he goes, it takes place in Louisiana. It's called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's a new direct-to-TV movie. And uh, he goes, I said, well, what happened to Don? I mean, Don's your Scooby. He goes, oh, you didn't hear Don had had a stroke and uh, wasn't doing it anymore. Oh, so they I thought he just retired. Me. I didn't know. Yeah, no, he, 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 had, he had bowed out. He couldn't do it anymore. And so... They the day that I won the part, the day they officially called me, told me to pack my bags. I'm coming to L.A. to be the voice of Scooby Doo. Uh, Don Messick passed away, so mm. Uh, mm. I, I have to feel that Don was content on who stepped into those paws. But it was an honor to do that. And then, um, you know, then a, co- a year later after that movie, they heard me doing Casey Kasem Shaggy, and they're like, "My God!" Of course, Casey had stepped out. Yeah. Uh, and, and I got that part and then I ended up with Scrappy Doo in the movie. I ended up doing the creeper, a bunch of the Scooby stuff. And then they would always call me and go, Hey, we're doing a short for cartoon network. Do you do foghorn leghorn? Ah, uh, 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 pay attention, boy. Okay. You got the part. Uh, do you do uh bugs bunny? Eh, what's up, John? This is bugs. Ain't I a stinking? So I'd be there like, Oh, that's great. How about Yogi bear? And so it just, it grew into my whole repertoire now is about 20 or 30 of the Hanna-Barbera characters and um, you know and I still I don't do them as much as I, I used to uh, uh, well they don't make them you know, as they but, used to Everything well is- they, they actually do but it's just uh, Frank Walker who did the voice of Freddy has been doing Scooby it's cheaper just to get one guy to do all the voices yeah. and then they had Matthew Lillard you know who did the voice of or played the actual part of Shaggy in the real movie when they got the new producers for What's New Scooby-Doo, they were best friends with him. They'd done a movie with him, and they said, well, well, if Casey Kasem's retired, let's just get Matthew. And I'm over here going, uh, like, uh, I do Shaggy to a T, guys. Uh, anybody? Hello? So really what happens now, Spud, is when they need the classic sound for a TV commercial or a talking toy or a video game, I get the call. Mm-hmm. If they're doing a little, you know, direct to tv video whatever they just go with those guys you know so yeah. that's still an honor you know like the new oh, movie no, came out last year yeah, that's cool. and I, I did all the voices for all the, the talking toys because you know these these toy manufacturers they can't sell them if it doesn't sound like scooby-doo so yeah. they'll get me to do that i did the super bowl ad not too long ago that was really nice is that is that a residual uh, thing or a buyout oh my god that was a residual thing dude Man. uh thank god because good... uh i'll tell oh you what yeah well, I'm doing. I'm doing. A, there's a new. There's a new uh, like an adult cartoon. Uh, CBS yeah. and it's not CBS. It's uh, it's the streaming CBS and Paramount, and it's called the Harper House. And, right. And uh, I play Daddy Dan, so I got like a nice little co-starring gig uh, on that. But it hasn't even been released yet. It doesn't come out until mid-September. But oh, I got cool. a call. I got a call from a dude who has like a Comic Con on the North Shore. So, right. frankly, I'm going to be up there October the 8th at the Castine Center signing autographs with either Ignatius Riley or something from the Harper House or, like, Huey Long Pictures or something. I'm going to, you know, and just... I love these Comic-Cons, man. I've been doing a bunch of them lately, too. And I, they got the Louisiana Comic-Con coming up at the end of uh, this month, I think the 28th, over in Lafayette Cajun Dome, yeah. which is huge. They got uh, our buddy Jim Cummings is going to be over there signing. He's a Louisiana native, and he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, and uh, uh, he did a bunch of uh, 
He's actually the one that did the uh, the, the 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 Firefly in uh, pr- pr- the Princess oh, and the Frog. Yeah, Princess and the Frog. He goes, man, you done all you almost you you done near kill me to death. <laughs> man, I can do that. I can talk like that because my mama was a Cajun and my <clears throat> my uncle T next door had such a thick dialect. I grew up with him and I can only understand half the stuff that he said. You done near killed me to death. You're did you do man. any? Did you audition for any stuff for the Princess and the Frog when I they did. were? I did. I read for the part they gave to John Goodman. Yeah, was like, John you know, Goodman. Gotta love love your old buddy John, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I could have used that gig. Yeah, you thanks, know. John. Can well, you just retire now? Yeah. Shoot. Why should he? I tell you what he did. He he did not want to raise his daughter in L.A., so I just brought her back here. She went to Newman, and uh, right. so he turned down a lot of work. He really did because, yeah. he, I mean, you go do Roseanne and such, but that's five months out of the year. He turned down a lot of stuff to be around his daughter I, while she grew up. But once she grew up and she went to college at USC, dude. I love I love John Goodman, man. I hosted, uh, he had ties to Springfield, Missouri. I guess he went to college up there He's for from St. a while. Louis. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, he was in Springfield, Missouri, and we hosted, co-hosted a, um, a children's miracle network telethon on the uh, CBS affiliate years ago in Springfield, early nineties and uh, great guy and uh, very funny. And we, we had a blast and uh, I haven't seen him since. So Dude, uh, he's lost so much weight. He quit smoking. Oh, he quit drinking, got his knees fixed. He's... I really, you know, I really hated the whole uh, Roseanne thing when that went down. I really think that the network caved uh, and gave up on that. That you know, to do a show called Roseanne without Roseanne was, uh, yeah, was to switch it to call about. it the Connors and yeah, whatever. Yes. You know what? Yeah, I, I've often wondered how the hell those guys get those gigs because I mean they're going all these people who went to Harvard, all of a sudden are like network executives out in L.A. Yeah. It's like and they go through them. You know, like diet soda, man. It's like you know they're there a year or two, and they like there's some kind yeah. of whiz kids who do something, and you know, ninety nine percent of the stuff they crank out is crap. Going, why are you asking people who ain't Joe Blow from Kokomo? Ask Joe Blow from yeah. Kokomo what he wants to see. You know, I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised. I'm surprised John Goodman didn't go. Well, if Roseanne's not doing, I'm out. We're, yeah, we're just not no. They offered him a lot of money, believe me. Because yeah. after you know, when it looked like Roseanne was was done. She was still thinking about doing another one. He goes, I'll give her another half a season. <laughs> I said, you know, I will. Get out your checkbook. So what's coming yeah. up? What's coming up? Because I'm out of time already. So all right, Here's the deal. Real quickly, uh, you know, my website, onescottshop.com. I got all the Scooby-Doo stuff up there. I do some paintings. All the stuff I'm doing is always up there. So uh, folks want to check me out, and uh, I'd love to have them. OneScottShop.com. Dot com o n e scottshop.com and then of course you know i got rocking the bayou coming up september 25th with night ranger uh you know i mean uh we're, we're open for business even though some of the things are shutting down during the covid uh, shut down yeah well you know when you're getting ready to stroke a 1.7 million dollar check and you've got a two-month out clause and you're not selling tickets i mean it's tough i, I feel their pain man i'm yeah. i'm I love those guys over there, and, and they, they, they do a lot of stuff for the city. So that's a lot of money to have to eat if if you don't have a show, you yeah, know. Really. So no, I don't blame I, them. I'm, I'm yeah, surprised. I don't, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but we're all navigating in a different way. And we have we, – we're, we're going we're gonna to go forward with ours here in uh, – at Lamar Dixon Expo Center, and um, unless, you know, obviously the governor shuts us down, but he's already told everybody that he's not 
they're not shutting the state down. They're going to let each parish and mayor do their own uh, judging. And our parish president down there in Ascension is like, we're open for business. So well, my brother's the PAO. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we're if you need anything done, dude, I got a boogie. Anyway, Scott right. Ennis, thanks a bunch, man. God bless. Uh, wrap yeah, up Spudcast right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Scott Ennis, voice of Scooby-Doo, movie maker, radio guy, all-around cool fella. Anyway, thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast Podcast. You can find this podcast on Red Circle and Google Podcasts and Public Radio and Stitcher and Amazon Music and Spotify and on Twitter at SpudGotDat. And on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big TZ. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or uh, or if you have an idea for a guest or a topic, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Tomorrow, uh-oh, Mike Bradner, and tell me what you really think. But in the meantime, thanks for joining me. See you next week. On the Spudcast, uh, y'all be good and watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone for calm.